Hello, everybody. Welcome to the KB Report. My name is Kevin Baker, and on this podcast, I like to sit down and have some discussions with some leaders that I've been lucky enough to get the chance to cross paths with. We're recording this podcast on February 20th, and it is around 8 p.m. Our very first guest on the program is Olivia Kent. Liv is a member of the class of 2022 and a captain on the women's volleyball team here at St. Joseph's College. Let's get right into it. Hey, Liv, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, thanks. So before we start, um, would you like to give a little bit of uh, background info, introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm a junior here at St. Joseph's College. Um, I've been playing volleyball for about eight years. I started playing in seventh grade, and I've had multiple leadership roles on um, a few of the teams that I've played on in those years. Um, I also have had the privilege of coaching at the Maine Juniors Volleyball Club for two years now um, with two different age groups, so that's been really cool just to see like the development of girls playing volleyball um, from the ages of 12 to 16. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to be on here today to talk to you about some leadership. Awesome. All right, so starting off, I'd like to know, what is your definition of leadership? My definition of leadership, I would say, is somebody who is 100% committed to their team, somebody who consistently shows up and is always ready to go despite anything going on in their outside life or anything like that, Um, a positive role model for your teammates to look up to, somebody that people can confide in and count on, um, I would say are all qualities of a leader and how I would define leadership. Yeah, I think you get some great points there. I'm going to share mine real quick. Mine's a little bit shorter than yours. So to me, leadership is showing and embodying the way that you would like to like your subordinates to act in order to become successful. I think one thing about leadership is that there's really no one right way to define it. Um, I think the more time passes, you know, the more you learn about it, you know, you, you, your, uh, your definition might change a little bit. And I guess it would be interesting to see, ask you in a year from now if it's changed or not or, uh, or if it's stayed the same. All right. So who's a leader that you admire? Um, a leader that I admire, I would definitely say, would be my volleyball coach, Jonathan Roberts. Um, he started here coaching when I was a freshman. So when we graduate, will be his first class that he's seen all the way through. And I think that he just brought a lot of energy into this team and really just changed the culture of the volleyball team and um, has really just like reworked all of us to be um, consistent and supportive of each other and we're all kind of on the same track right now as to where we want the team to go and where we want the team to be and I think that has a lot to do with how he's been leading us as a coach. Absolutely. Just myself having an outside view on the team you know it seems like over the last couple years you guys have continued to build up and you know, kind of slowly grow, and it seems like you guys are moving in the right direction. So that's great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think it is about you as an individual that has made you drawn to being a leader? Is there, and also, is there something from your upbringing, perhaps, that you think has prepared you for this? Um, my parents kind of raised me to always be very independent, and I think that has correlated with me being a leader. I've always been able to hold my own and stand my own ground, and I know what I want and I know um, that I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it. So I think that definitely coincides with me being a leader. I think that I have a very outgoing personality and I'm not really shy, which kind of 
allows people to... Yeah, I think, you know, having that outgoing personality, you know, being the type of person that, you know, people are naturally drawn to can go a long way in being the leader. Uh, on the opposite end, you know, being shy, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, I, you know, I don't know if that's always the best, um, you know, way to get people to follow you. So that that's that kind of leads me on to my next question here. Do you think a leader is born or made? I definitely think a leader is made. Um, I think when you're born, the way you're raised and the way that you grow up really has an effect on who you are as a person. Um, so I definitely think that you are made into a leader depending on what you're exposed to when you're growing up and the people that you surround yourself with and um, just the environment that you put yourself in, I think that goes a long way as to who you are and the personality that you um, come to grow into. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. I mean, I think, you know, everybody has a different experience growing up. Everybody's around different people. And it just seems a little bit shallow to just, you know, put people in the box of, you know, you, you, either you're born with this or you're not. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of great, uh, you know, leaders and individuals have, you know, overcome and changed changed a lot, you know, and grow, grown a lot. So, yeah, it definitely seems a little shallow to just say that you could be born that way. Um, do you think you need to be positive to be a leader? I definitely think that you need to be positive to be a leader. I've had experiences where my captains weren't always so positive and that kind of sucks energy out from other people that are contributing the positive vibes and bringing the team up and I feel like you can either be somebody that takes energy from others or gives it out to people. And when you're on a team where multiple people are just constantly taking energy, then the team's really going to suffer, in my opinion. So I definitely think that you need to be able to be positive to be a leader and constantly just see the glass half full and what you can do better and what you've already done good and not necessarily always dwell on your mistakes and um, things in the past. Yeah, that, that reminds me a little bit of uh, a book that, you know, my basketball coach had us read. Uh, over the summer the energy bus you know they talked about the author talked about uh the idea of energy vampires you know guys that you know kind of with the woe is me attitude just kind of suck the energy out of a team and you know ultimately that's not really the type of people you want to have uh on your team definitely not as a leader because you know if if you're down in the dumps you know people are going to see that people might follow that and that's not ultimately what you want what do you think is your biggest strength as a leader? And after that, what is the biggest weakness that you have as a leader? I would say my biggest strength as a leader is definitely, um, I've kind of seen the court from all sides. I've been playing for a lot, of, a lot of years and I've had experiences with many different people in those years. And I kind of feel like I can relate to a lot of things that people go through in sports. And I feel like that kind of gives me a leg up as a leader because obviously there's problems of all sorts when it comes to your teammates. and just having like a well-rounded experience um, it helps when people come to you with problems that they have and you want to help them get through them I think that it's good to just have experience in those categories um, my biggest weakness as a leader I would definitely say is kind of finding that line between being a captain and being a friend um, I feel like there's definitely situations where you're put into a weird position um, on what to do um, if you're say your teammates breaking a team rule that you guys like hold really high like do you tell the coach do you talk to the teammate like it like you're their friend you're their teammate like obviously you don't want to get them in trouble but at the same time is that what's best for the team so I kind of feel like my biggest weakness is finding that balance between being a captain and being a friend 
Yeah, that can absolutely be one of the toughest parts about being a team captain, especially in the college uh, athletic setting. You know, being a captain, you're kind of in between. You know, you are a player, but you're kind of in between, you know, with the coach and the players. You know, you're not exactly on one side. So you got to, you know, you got to kind of learn to figure out how to how to balance that. And that's not always so easy. What have you learned from uh, Coach Roberts about being a leader? Um, I think I've learned a lot from him about being a leader. I would say my biggest takeaway from him is that how you present yourself and how you carry yourself is ultimately how you it reflects on you as a player. Um, I'm really big into like manifesting and all that kind of stuff, and I feel like the biggest thing when you're going into any sort of college game or any game at all is just to like think positive about it and get rid of your past connotations with that team or with that specific like game day or whatever if you have any superstitions like it's a new day it's a new game and it's always good to just have like we call it a goldfish mentality I guess it started like my freshman year but that basically came from the fact that goldfish have like a three second memory and when you're in a volleyball game um, it's rally scoring so there's a point scored at the end of every rally and it's really easy to blame yourself if you screw up a hit or you hit a ball out or you hit a serve out. So the biggest thing I've learned from him about being a leader is having that goldfish mentality and always moving on to the next ball. It's not about what just happened. It's about what's going to happen next. And if you miss a pass or you miss a serve, like, what are you going to say to yourself? Like, oh, I'm going to get the next serve or, oh, I'm going to get the next ball. Like, you find a way to make up for it for yourself instead of dwelling on what happened in the past. And I think that's definitely one of the biggest things that I've taken away from him. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the first time I ever was a camp, uh, camp counselor at a basketball camp in high school, I remember the biggest thing I took away from it, from me watching these kids and trying to help these kids, was the biggest thing I found myself telling them was next play, next play. Like, it doesn't matter if you screw up. You know, basketball, just like volleyball, it's quick. I mean, you know, it, it's nonstop. There's always, you know, you can't just be sitting there thinking about, Oh, I missed a shot. And even as a player, I feel like that was something that I struggled with, you know, sometimes being too much in your head about, you know, past mistakes when in reality, you know, you get so many chances to just make up for it and just keep going. Can I add something here? Absolutely. Um, I also have the privilege of being a coach at the Maine Juniors Volleyball Club. And this is my second year doing that. And my first year I coached um, a group of 16-year-old girls, which was super fun. It was great to just get involved with them and help them grow as players. But this year I'm actually coaching a 12 year old team, um, which is really awesome because it's most of their first times ever playing volleyball in their life. And you kind of get to coach them out of the bad habits right away and have them start fresh. And what I've really noticed um, in the weeks that I've been doing with um, working with the 12s is that they really don't care when they mess up. They are there to have fun. That's and, a beautiful thing right there. They, yeah. They're just clean slates. They, they miss a ball or whatever and they, they don't care like they're not dwelling on it they're not mad at themselves or in their heads like they just go shag it they put it back in the cart and they're ready to do it again and I think that that's kind of put a lot of things into perspective for me as a player seeing them do that kind of reminds me of like why I started and it gives me a, like a new way to look at it when we go and play pickup like it's not always about like getting the best kill or getting the best serve it's also about having fun and being able to enjoy yourself and you can't do that if you're constantly like dwelling on the mistakes that you've made like it's a good thing to do to just flip it and like think about all the good things that you've done um our coach john roberts actually is having us 
we just started small groups for our spring season and he gave us all journals. Um, and at the end of every small group, we go into our journal and we write eight things that we did well in the present form. So it would be like, I did my one, two, three footwork to pass the volleyball. And we write eight things that we did in the present tense. And then we write two things that we wanna work on also in the present tense. And it's kind of just a way to get it into your head and start talking about things um, that you want to do better that, but it's putting it in a way where you are doing it better. And mm. I think that that's really beneficial and a cool thing that he's having us doing. Is that something, is that a technique you could see yourself using with a team in the future? I definitely do think I could see myself using that with a team in the future. I think, especially coaching girls, um, it's kind of just a natural instinct for them to overthink and be in their heads a lot. And I think taking that time to kind of bring it back to the basics and doing those small things like that can really go a long way when it comes to um, staying positive while playing sports. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. What have you learned from a previous captain on your team about being a leader? You don't necessarily have to share a name. Just you could if you'd like, but either way. Um. Bailey Griskwich was a captain when I was a sophomore and a freshman. She was captain both those years. And um, she always just was ready to go, really positive, um, really open. She was a great friend, a great teammate, a great volleyball player. And I definitely learned from her. Um, definitely just keep moving forward, keep going. Like she um, definitely struggled sometimes. She was injured her senior year of, co uh, of college. So she was out for a while, but she was still positive. She was at every practice. She was helping out while she could. Like, I definitely learned from her just perseverance when times are tough and you never really know what someone's going through. Um, they could put on a brave face or whatever. So just being there for each other and um, doing your best with what you have, I think I've definitely taken away from her. That's great. That's great. Tell me about a time when the leadership fell short or didn't do as good as they could have. And this is probably a chance where you time where you probably wouldn't want to share a name. So just, um, you know, I guess a shortcoming that you've seen and hopefully that will be something that you will try to not let happen in the future. Um, my senior year of high school, um, I was a co-captain with two other girls and out of all the seniors on uh, my high school team, I was the only one that um, had committed to play college volleyball. The rest of them um, were great. They definitely could have, but they just didn't see themselves doing it or want to. Um, so there kind of got to a point where we were about halfway through the season, and if we wanted to make the state tournament, we really had to um, show up the next couple games if we wanted to make it. And there was definitely just like a turning point for our team, like whether we could move forward and give it our best shot and try our hardest or kind of like fall back and not really care because um, just it was their senior year and it was kind of like 50-50 at that point. Obviously, I was ready to go. I wanted to make the state tournament. Um, so did another captain, but a third one um, didn't really care. And it was very apparent uh, about her not caring. Some other seniors didn't care. And I think that goes a long way, talking about like the whole energy suckers and stuff like that. They were kind of just going through the motions. They weren't really giving it their best shot. And ultimately, it led to us not even making the state tournament, which I was frustrated by. But one thing that I've also learned from that is that you can't really force people to want it. You kind of have to just do your best with what you got and hope that that's enough. But um, it's definitely a struggle when 
you want something really bad and you know other people want something really bad, but if not everybody's ready to buy in, you can't really force them to. Yeah. And I think that I've seen that on multiple teams that I've played on, and it's still apparent in college. Um, there's definitely some players that, you know, you, you question their intentions a lot of times, and obviously we're always working on that as captains and coaches. Like, we want our players to all be involved and um, committed, but you're never going to see 100%. It's difficult with that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the bus, that energy bus, it's not softened. That bus is going. I think that's the hardest. That might be one of the hardest parts about you know, being on a team and probably leading a team is that, you know, there are probably some kids who it means everything to them, you know, playing a sport, they want to play in college, like, that's like everything for them. And, you know, some kids, it's just a thing that they do. And, you know, I, I'm not exa- I'm not even exactly sure how as a leader, you can try to get the most out of those kids and try to get them fully on board. So we talked a little bit about your coaching experience before. You know, you you told us you were working with younger players now. Um, so in your last last year was your full first year. It got cut a little bit short um, in March because, well, we all know why. But uh, was there a time so far when you feel like you didn't do as well as you could have when it comes to leadership with coaching those girls? Um, I would definitely say um, last year was my first year coaching, so I hadn't really – had much experience I've done like clinics and camps and stuff like that but I've never led my own team for a whole season and um I think that at first I was really kind of like down about it because um I wasn't really seeing a lot of improvement in them and I kind of put that on myself like what am I not doing right like what am I not am I not like talking to them correctly like do they view me as a friend or not enough overthinking as a coach? It yeah a like I kind of was putting it all on myself and I didn't really stop to realize that like maybe you have to go about it in a different way because I was kind of just coaching them the way I am coached by John Roberts and yeah. we're very quick like we you guys are also a lot older than them yeah mature. yeah we are very a lot older than them and we move on to things really quickly like we do drills and we move on to the next one and um, a lot of the times I was just like not really understanding why they weren't understanding and yeah, when, I, you know, you know, as a yeah. player, you know a lot more about volleyball than they do. It kind of gave me, too. yeah, and he, John Roberts, like, we struggled a lot freshman year with effort, I would say. Um, that was... As a player? As, as a whole as team. Players yeah, team. as his players. Yeah. He was definitely frustrated with us, multiple practices where he walked out, um, just because we weren't giving it our best effort, and it was very apparent, and I think that being a coach... You got the, to be on the other side. I got of to it. be on the other yeah. side of that, and not so fun. Obviously, when he would walk out of practice, we would be like, um, are you "Like, me? okay, like, are you joking?" But being on the other side of that and seeing when the girls I'm coaching aren't giving their best effort, I'm mad. I'm like, "Okay, like, go run a lap, go do 15 jumping jacks." Like, and I think that once I started doing that and not just kind of letting things go, was when they kind of realized, like, "Okay, like." we're going to do this. And Once you held them yeah, accountable. accountable yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that I would say that was kind of something that I fell short on. I wasn't really holding them accountable as much as I should have been. And come the end of the season, um, I was co-coaching with one of my other yeah. teammates. And we asked them, and we were just like, what did you guys, like, we want feedback. Like, we're doing this again next year. Like, we want to know, like, what you liked, what you didn't like. And they all said that they liked it when we were hard on them. And they liked it and enjoyed yeah. it when we made them work for things. And we made it competitive and we gave them incentive on why they should try and win, why they should try and score. And um, overall, just seeing the growth from when we first started with them to the end, it was just really awesome and really great to see, like, 
um, we got a text from one of them at the beginning of this semester or last semester when uh, fall volleyball in high school was coming around and she had texted us and told us that she made varsity as a sophomore yeah and we were so excited for her like just seeing their overall growth was awesome and I think that that really started to manifest itself when we started holding them accountable for um, their actions and their effort yeah I, I think the truth is is that you know you might go into being a leader thinking oh I can do this but you really learn so much even just in one year mm-hmm. I mean coach Sancola my coach at, at the college the other day was saying hey I still don't really know anything he said my first year when I was a coach he was like like what he was a young guy head coach for the first time he said I didn't know anything even now I don't know anything and he said you know hopefully I, you know each day I keep working on it, I keep trying to learn more hopefully by the end of it maybe then when I'm all retired I'll say hey you know I guess I learned a little bit now I mean you know, that quest for knowledge really just never stops. It's also hard to kind of, like, think to yourself, like, you don't want them to hate you. Like Yeah, there's such a tough them, balance yeah, trying to... You don't want to give them so many punishments, per se, that they not like you as a coach, but... Because you don't want them to be against yeah. you. You want them to be for you. But also, like, you're doing it for them, for the greater good, for their benefit. And yeah. I think that you can find an easy balance between that, which, thankfully... Um, my co-coach and I did with the 16-year-olds, and we're hoping to do that for the 12-year-olds this year, too. Yeah, yeah, that makes me that makes me happy to hear that, you know, they said that they enjoyed being held accountable, that they felt like they were getting something out of that. Because you, you might have been walking on eggshells a little bit, which mm-hmm. is trying to balance it all, but, mm-hmm. you know, hearing that they wanted to get better, that's a great thing to hear. Can you tell us about... Uh, some aspects about leading, you know, women and girls that somebody like me, you know, I've never, I've never been, I've never coached um, a, a team of females. I've never had really led any. What's something that I might not understand yet that you, from, from having a different uh, perspective than me, different experience than me, that you could tell me about? Um, I would definitely just say it's a lot different than coaching guys. Uh, my brothers all grew up playing sports and I've been at their practices and like their coaches yell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Growing up playing hockey, I mean, it's like, it's not like things normal second graders here, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Like They definitely can get angry, and I feel like that might work for men and boys, but it definitely doesn't work for girls, at least in my experience. Yeah, I as a really boy, like you're kind of just kind of told to just take it and just yeah. like, Obviously, you know. there are times where I feel like it can be acceptable if you're really just like not doing what you need to be doing. Like, yeah, like you can raise your voice a little bit, but I think ultimately... Um, coaching girls is understanding that they do overthink a lot and that they are a little bit more sensitive when it comes to um, any sort of coaching and you kind of want to relate to them a little more than you do with guys and just like help them out and um, sometimes like it all depends on the person I think some people like it when you miss a serve and your teammates all run up to you and say, oh my gosh, like you got the next one. Forget about that one. Yeah, some, some, kids, don't, some kids don't want to hear that. absolutely hate that. Yeah. Some people don't want to hear that. And that's one thing that I think um, my coach, John Roberts, does really well is he individually will ask us, like, what do you want me to do if you aren't yeah. having a good day? And Can't treat every kid the same. No, each and I think player, that's definitely one thing that different. I've learned. That yeah. Some people take constructive criticism really well. Others, you kind of have to like spend a little bit more time with them and explain to them like what they need to be doing instead of what they are doing and um ultimately I think girls overthink and things like that and you need to be um cautious of that but ultimately I also think it just depends on the type of person they are and how they take criticism you kind of have to alter your coaching style um 
individually to each person. Yeah, you know, each kid is unique. Each kid has different things going on in their head. I mean, it, it seems like what you're trying to, um, not what you're trying to get at, but something I might, inf- I might think is that, you know, getting to know each kid can be one of the most valuable things mm-hmm. for you as a coach. I know that um, we got really close with our girls last year, and part of it, like, was the fact that they were 16. Like, they were kind of closer in age with us, and um, we sell volleyball shirts every year, as most sports teams here do. And um, when we posted it on Facebook, we also reached out to a few of them or the whole team and asked, and all of them bought shirts for me and for Yeah, that seems like a... The- a glowing sign of approval yeah. for you guys as coaches. <laughs> I wanted to uh, chalk up a little bit of bread for your t-shirts. What is a misconception that you had about being a leader that you have uh, since found to be false? And how did you find that out? Um, I think a misconception that I had was that it would be easy. <laughs> I feel like I kind of just before I even became a captain my senior year of high school, like, I wanted to be one really bad, but I guess I didn't really understand. I, yeah, I think every kid just looks yeah. at that. Oh, I want to do like, it. They don't the necessarily... They want the, the title. title. Yeah. You don't necessarily know what it entails. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of, like, happened really quickly where I had to realize, like, okay, like, I'm kind of, like, I'm being held accountable for a lot of things right now and for a whole team. And obviously I shared the, the role with a couple other girls, but ultimately, like, it was up to us to make sure everybody was showing up on time and make sure that everybody had their uniforms. And yeah, those are small tasks, but when you're balancing that on top of school and a bunch of other things, like it can definitely start to be a little bit um, more time consuming. And here at college, like we're running study hours every week and keeping track of attendance. And we have weekly meetings with our coach and we have things that we need to do for him. And um, I really like doing it. I really enjoy it. And I find that I'm um, good at it. And I think it's helping me as a player and a coach just understanding like what comes with that but it definitely wasn't easy at the beginning and obviously I was quick to realize that it's definitely easy you know to be at your job you know your manager screws something up you're not seeing eye to eye with them oh you know if I had their job that things would be so different it's definitely a lot easier you know to be on the other side of it looking Mm -hmm. at it compared to when you're actually in their shoes yeah definitely with coaching too like I said earlier um with the whole effort thing, like, I didn't really realize how mad, like, I didn't understand why he was so mad when we wouldn't give our best effort, like, yeah. it's one practice, like, so what, we didn't die for that ball, it's one practice, but those little habits build those up, those little habits build yeah. up, exactly, and when you're on the other side of it, and you see a ball drop, and you're just like, why did yeah. no one go for yeah, that, that's it literally makes my blood boil now, <laughs> I'm like, I get so mad, so, doing coaching it's made me a better player ultimately because I don't want to be the reason the ball drops like yeah even if I'm not even close to it like I'll chase my teammates if they're running for a ball just to be there if they get up and even if they dive on the ground to get a ball up and they miss it like I'll still be there to pick them up off the ground like just giving your best effort it should it's not fair if somebody else does and no one else does if one person is giving 100% effort and no one's there to pick them up when they're on the ground like what does that say about the team yeah so I try to make it my goal to be there for that person. Yeah. That makes me wonder, What is that like one of the biggest pet peeves that you have is just being a leader? I mean, there's got to be some things as a coach that just, is that one of the biggest things? That is one of the biggest things. And that's, 16s, it was, they were, I coached a club level last year, which basically means they do like minimal travel. They go to the two big tournaments and then they have five New England region tournaments. And um, 
they did really well for the ones that we had before. Obviously, COVID um, became impactful, but um, I would get really, really frustrated if a ball would drop. And um, obviously, they were quick to realize that they were going to have to run if that happened. So they stopped yeah. doing it. And we're not, it's not like I was asking for them to make a perfect pass on a ball that's like five feet to the left of them, but just to see that somebody went for it was yeah. like enough to make me happy and it made the other people happy and it was leading to like their teammates cheering them on and um just which makes the chemistry yeah the, the chemistry there and it, it just made like a positive culture which was really great like they were excited to come to practice I was excited to go to practice and I think that's one thing with the 12s this year that I'm kind of like starting I kind of have to like revamp my coaching here because they're not as good. They're 12. They've never played Yeah, you got to readjust before. your yeah. expectations. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, it's funny because, like, they we would get so excited with the 16-year-olds if they rally back and forth, like, for, like, five or six ro- like rallies. And now we get excited if they hit the ball over the net. And it's <laughs> like you kind of have to, like, cheer them on no matter what and tell them, like, what one thing they did good, even if it was a bad pass. Like, well, good job getting your feet there. Like, there has to be – constructive criticism and positive criticism like after everything um you're building small but yeah. you know those small yeah starting small you know that's how you get bigger that's how you move up exactly gotta start somewhere looking into the future is there a leadership role that you see yourself in yeah definitely um i obviously want to continue to play volleyball even after i um finish college definitely would love to coach a high school team um that's something that I would definitely want to and be interested in doing also in my career. Um, I'm a nursing major and um, I do have goals for my career. Eventually I want to end up being a midwife um, or something in like the women's health field. And after maybe a couple of years, like there's obviously nursing leadership positions that are available. There is, yeah. um, I find those to be really cool and you're kind of in charge of a bigger unit. Um, for good things and that really interests me too so I definitely do see leadership in my future yeah uh being a leader being a leadership role in the nurse and being in you know in nursing you know that's that seems more important to me than anything you could think of with a coach also I want to say one thing uh if you're you if you don't end up being a high school volleyball coach I think that's a disservice uh to many many young uh you know young high school girls because you know anybody who's worked as hard as you anybody who you know, knows as much about volleyball as you have. I think that's just a waste if you're not uh, giving that knowledge and effort on to other people. So, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's all we have for today. Yeah, yeah, that is all we have. Liv, I want to say thank you. Uh, this is a very insightful conversation for me. Um, yeah, maybe we'll have to do this again sometime in the future. Catch up with you. See how the twelve. The under 12 team is doing yeah thank you so much for having me on i enjoyed talking to you about everything and i hope that um the listeners can take away a few things about leadership i hope they learned at least one thing i'll say that me too yeah all right thank you